his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Schrader, filling in for Adam and Jordana, joining us now for Quick Takes, producer Josh Wheeler. Josh, what's going on? How's it going? It's going well. Just uh, looking through the news this morning, uh, uh-huh. I noticed uh, Wisconsin might be following suit with Minnesota when it comes to the old marijuana in 2024. Uh, yours truly has always been under the assumption that maybe it might be a lifetime before Wisconsin ever kind of bites the bullet on that. Uh, but here we are. A proposal is set to be put in place to legalize medical marijuana in the state and could possibly eventually become recreational as well sometime in 2024. Very vague time frame, but uh, I guess how do you see this kind of turning out for Wisconsin being they're kind of flip-floppy when it comes to, compared to us at least, with the marijuana situation. Obviously, Wisconsin knows uh, known for their Alcoholic beverages. So, uh, right. what are your thoughts, I guess, on the uh, Wisconsin p- uh, potentially turning their new leaf? I think they're waiting for their big brother or sister, Minnesota, to see how things yeah. continue to progress here. We heard from uh, Governor Walls this morning talking about uh, the things that are going on and how they're trying to get the commissioner in place mm-hmm. to oversee marijuana and, and uh, medical, mar- or, you know, the recreational marijuana aspects of it. I really think that it's going to take. Uh, a couple of the surrounding states, a little bit more time for Wisconsin to get on board and feel a little bit better about it. Illinois has got it, right? Minnesota mm-hmm. has it. So we're surrounding Wisconsin. I think it's just it, – I'm, I'm surprised it's taken this long, to be honest with you. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, it's it's – I'm one that advocates for it, A, because I know there's a lot of medicinal reasons for it, and it can help with anxieties and cancers and and pain relief, glaucoma, so many other things. Uh, But, you know, my kid asked me years ago, he goes, Dad, I have to do a paper for school, and they want me to talk about marijuana use or alcohol. Uh, What would you rather I was doing as a teenager, smoking weed or drinking booze? I said, smoking weed, and he just, like, flabbergasted. You you have no qualms about that dad i said no i have been high and i have been drunk and i've never once gotten a fist fight while high there you go unless you steal the last dorito out of the bag i get a little fidgety but uh that's about it hey we've all been there yeah we've all been there uh another quick little uh, i guess i don't want to use the term idiotic to describe people but this one's kind of when you look at how we've had how the weather's been in minnesota right it's it's idiotic a uh, story out of Washkish, Minnesota. I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. Washkish. I'm just going to try and pronounce Waukesha? it. Waukesha? No, it's it's W-A-S-H-K-I-S-H. So Washkish. Okay. Uh, a light plane carrying ice anglers broke through thin ice as it tried to land on a large lake in northwestern Minnesota on Tuesday, which is the same lake, if uh, 
you'll recall, or listeners will recall, uh, where authorities had to rescue dozens of anglers last week who became trapped on an ice just a couple days uh, earlier under Red Lake, uh, Upper Red Lake, excuse me, is considered one of the Minnesota's premier ice fishing lakes. Uh, but as many can probably guess, the ice has been thin. Would you, Mr. Dave Schrader, take your chances in landing a small plane, no matter how small it may be, on ice, which has been about 30, 20 to 40 degrees for the better part of upper Minnesota for the last month. Well, again, I mean, we're, we're coming in with very little information. If this is a uh, situation where the plane is going down and I need to put it down somewhere safely and I don't yeah. want to land it in somebody's backyard, their house, or, you know, on the highway, uh, that is as safe a place as possible to try to do the least amount of damage. Would I want to? No, of course no. you want to land in a field, but... Uh, we don't know. Is this a student pilot that uh, was panicking? Was there issues with the flight control? I don't know enough about this to weigh in heavily. But uh, um, it, it basically, the story reads as such. It, it was because of lack of snow. It, typically, I guess, and I don't know this because I'm not a pilot, but apparently snow kind of helps with the traction, which makes sense right. uh, as far as them landing on ice. But I just would not take my chances, no matter how. Well, why were they landing on ISO? Does it does it give it in any indication? It was more so just a, a safe landing spot, kind of like you said. But still, I I would tr- desperately try and find a much safer uh, safer spot to try and land a plane, <laughs> right? <laughs> because you're gonna do I think less damage uh, landing and maybe even just a grassier field. Not some not necessarily open field, but like right. you don't want to land trees. You don't want to land on ice. Those are the less. I mean. The lesser of the two evils, I feel like, would be uh, landing in like in a softly in a tree if you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it was just a, a small Cessna plane, which aren't they're they're not huge. Uh, they're definitely more of I guess a, for lack of a better term, manageable plane to right. try and land. Well, my but, son uh, uh, Jackson is a pilot. Okay, and uh, you know there was a, a, a crash landing that took place on the highway a couple of weeks ago. Yep. There's been some of these deals again without knowing. And and if you are trained to try to put it down in a place where you're going to have the best uh, chance for survival, if there's a lot of crosswires, if you've got a lot of things that uh, could be potential dangers, and that's your only open spot, I guess you go for it. I would think that if you know how to land a plane properly and you could bring it down on water, that gives you the the best chance for survival if you're not worried about the plane itself. Yeah, and, and the amazing part about the story, too, mm-hmm. and I wanted to save this for last. Okay. The plane did not sink. No. Both anglers got wet from the waist down, and that was pretty much the gist of it. They had an airboat rescue 35 people <laughs> after being stranded on uh, – well, I suppose this was – oh, sorry. The, the, the 35 people was a, the, the other story. This was – yeah, the plane did not sink, which amazes me. Even a small plane, right. I feel like, would just right down at the bottom of the water. But, uh, yeah, this is after the 35 people were rescued just uh, Again, couple, it depends because of prior. the way the – because even big DC-10s, the, the big planes that have landed yeah. on water, they I think they the weight disbursement keeps them up for a while. And then sense. they've got those air – uh, slides that come out that which might is new, yeah. Boys. I feel like that wasn't around like 20 years ago or when Top Gun was filmed, basically. Which of course is a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not sure, but I'm talking on the bigger planes. But no, I think no, I I, there's a lot going on with it. But I, yeah, either way, that's why you don't find me up in little planes. <laughs> if we have learned nothing, it's uh, you know from rock and roll music, you don't want to be in little planes any <laughs> time we, of year. There we go. Uh-huh. Um, in other news, uh, we recently had a uh, cougar spotted in Minneapolis. I was actually really excited. So I 
I have done a lot of research on cougars, side mm-hmm. note, in my lifetime. It's been one of my more, I guess, fascinating animals that I've studied through high school, junior high, whatever. I was pretty, like, ecstatic when I found out that there was one roaming around the Twin Cities because I think they're cool. I think they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did take long before we eventually found out that it found its way onto 394 and was struck and killed. Unfortunately, it was the same one. Uh, it was only a two-year-old cougar, so it wasn't that right. th- that old. But, th- I mean, those they, they grow pretty quickly. Uh, traveled more than 500 miles, as we've talked about previously, from Minneapolis fr- uh, to Minneapolis from Nebraska. Uh, Can you and, blame them? But it sounds like they're going to be stuffing it and using it for educational purposes by the Minneapolis and Park and Recreation Board. Your thoughts on uh, uh, being able to turn what is, I guess some will call a tragic story, into – educational uh, well, uh, studies I'm, basically yeah. here for an animal that we really don't see much of in, in, in Minnesota very often. Yeah, I mean, it's, obviously it's great that we're able to uh, – something redeemable can come of this, but I'm also of the mind that as a father and a father that's had very young children and grandchildren that are very small, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i not surprised how it went out, uh, yeah. you know, and the fact that people are so up in arms about it. They, uh, they're unpredictable beasts, and there are uh, people that go missing on wild, you know, adventure walks from cougars, mountain lions, uh, bobcats, things like that. And they're swift; they'll take you out, and you don't. Your friends don't even know what happened to you. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that this is no longer a danger. I'm. All, it's sad when an animal goes. Yeah. But why are we more upset about this than every deer that's been struck on Minnesota highways? That's that's a very How about valid the raccoons question. And, and squirrels. That is, that's a valid question. I, I, I just think it's it's fascinating, and I'll have to check this out because I think it would be cool to see one just up close and personal without mm-hmm. it worrying about it killing you. Yeah. Um, just how they're able to kind of turn this around just like that. I figure maybe it would be just like swept under the rug, no big deal. But, no, they're actually making it. I think because it made so much news and people were so curious about, like, the whereabouts of it and mm-hmm. kind of the story behind it and how it tragically was killed that – they kind of wanted to, I guess that almost, I guess, forced their hand to do something about this, which is great. I love the fact that this is being used towards education. But, yeah, definitely a, a, a sad ending to uh, what was a pretty interesting story, to say the least. I, I, I'm i more fascinated with the distance. Nebraska to Minneapolis, that is, whew, that's a lot. I, I want to know how they track that, if it's chipped or what it, what, what it may guess. be. Yeah, it probably yeah. chipped. Yeah. Um, I believe we have a big cat rescue here in the Twin Cities area. I believe so, yeah. And I'm reaching out to a woman I think is involved with that. Okay. Uh, if she's available, maybe we'll bring her on sometime during this hour just yeah, to for talk sure. to her about this. Um, uh, we'll throw that out. Yeah, I, I you know, it, like I said, it's a tragedy, but it's par for the course, uh, you know, humanity infringing on the animal kingdom and animals looking to get out of Nebraska as much as people yeah. are. And so. then uh, we'll do one more real quick here okay. for quick takes. Uh, uh-huh. You're a you're a pretty avid traveler. Yes, I try to travel whenever I can. Uh, on Friday, yeah, more than thirty six thousand passengers are expected to check in and fly out of MSP. Uh, Steve That's Simpson all? in the newsroom did allude to this a little bit. Huh. I'm I'm imagining it's about the same for today as well because today is also kind of their. Uh, their influx of mm-hmm. just massive humanity coming through the, the airport. Uh, it's been kind of busy for MSP overall, though. Uh, MEA break, they had nearly 50,000 passengers passing through TSA mm. on October 19th during the MEA break. Uh, will you be traveling for the holidays? I know this answer, but I want you to kind of talk about 
your traveling plans for the holidays? I'll be home for Christmas. There we go. Yeah, I've been. Tra- I was gone forty weekends this year, so this weekend I'm home with my uh, whole brood. That's and crazy. we're going to be celebrating and just having a great time safely at home. My 40 dad's, weekends. Yeah. My dad's coming in from Illinois. So we're just going to take it easy and have a good time. So no travel for Dave. There we go. Not until the end of January. <laughs> yeah. Nice little break for, yeah. for Dave Schrader. All Thank right, you, Josh. That Wheeler. is it for Quick Takes. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be back. We've got more to discuss right here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Jordana and Adam have the day off tomorrow as well. I'm your host, Dave Schrader, and I'll be filling in both days. Thank you for joining me here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We just did Quick Takes with Josh, and uh, we were talking about the cougar that was struck and killed. question was, how do we know it came from Nebraska? The cougar had an ear tag from the Nebraska DNR, according to one of our listeners on the WCCO talk and text line, 651-461-9226. That's the number uh, if you'd like to join us and be a part of the show. Somebody's picking on one of your comments about the the landing, about uh, soft landing in a tree. Listen, he says a soft landing in a tree, a tree would shred a plane. I hey, we've watched a pilot. King no Kong idea. movies and Hollywood movies. See, I've never fine. seen King Kong. Oh, I've never really? seen any of the King Kong. I've seen, what? you know, I've seen, I've seen Don't Kong skull. You? What's See, I'm on? team Godzilla all the way. Oh, I, mean, I am too. I, 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 I'm huh? team Godzilla. I've not, I've seen Kong skull Island. That's about the only, the newer well, that one that I've seen. Kong then you've seen some of it. Yeah. I haven't seen the legendary one from like whatever, 2004 yeah. or whatever it was. Hey, as a Godzilla fan, the brand new Godzilla minus one is in theaters right Looks now. The new Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. It's not dubbed in English. You have to read. So there's a little bit of that going on. I loved it. As a as yeah. a Godzilla fan, it's a standalone movie from Toho who brought us Godzilla all those years back in 1954. Mm-hmm. This kind of restarts and reimagines the origins of Godzilla yeah. and does it beautifully. Yeah, I used to I used to rent the the VHS tapes all the time when I was kind of Oh, tell younger. me about the good old days. Grandpa. Yeah, the good old, yeah, I'm, I'm VHS, thir- you say? I'm 31. I I'm old. <laughs> um God. yeah. So Oh man. Yeah. The, the, the good old Godzilla film days were the best because yeah. you didn't know what anybody was saying, but you just basically wanted to watch them to watch the city just get torn apart. Yeah. I'm not, most people are not there for the human story. They just want giant monsters beating up each other. Yeah. That's why wrestling is so popular. Yes. Right? That's true. Hey, I want to go back to this real quickly uh, before the bottom of the hour. Uh, at the top of the hour, we, we were talking, uh, or at the end of last hour, we were talking rather about AI and the fact that there is this predictive AI uh, source that they're using, which is eerily accurate at pinpointing your date and time of death. And my question I threw out to the audience was, would you want to know? I am one that I think I would like to know. I would like to know what's going on so that I can make sure that I've, I've mended my fences, I've, uh, I've put the fires out on the bridges, and I've been able to enjoy as much time as possible with the people that I love and care about. Yeah. That would be my thing. I mean, there's always that daunting task hanging over your head. And some people think, well, yeah, I'd like to know so I could do all these other things in between. Well, this is predicting just on your regular health and well-being. Yeah. It's not going to take into effect that you're now going to go skydiving and bull riding and all the crazy things, which may speed that process up considerably for you. Yeah. Uh, to be careful. Did, what did you say? Would you want to know or would you not want to know? Uh, no, just because that's a lot of stress riding on me into whatever might be expected. Plus, I think AI, I, I would still, there would still be a little bit of question 
with the accuracy of AI. Like I feel like the trust level would not be at a hundred percent with the with the time and date and all that stuff. So I I, I would definitely question it no matter how right, but, far but, advanced we are in science. Right, but that part, technology. I mean, if you could know. Yeah, if, yeah. if somebody yeah. could tell you without a doubt you're going to die January 3rd, 2035, would you want to know that date? Uh, probably not, no. No? Too no. Bu- you think it's too big a burden to carry? Too big of a burden. Uh, too much of a time crunch to try and get everything that I want to get out of life in, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. See, I'm, I, but I'm one of those guys who I like. I don't read the spoilers online. Yeah. Uh, for a movie, I'll go see the full movie, for but sure. I still like to know some big things yeah. that are happening. Uh, here's a couple of people weighing in on the WCCO talk and text line. Uh, if it's anytime soon, I would want to know. But if it's like next year, I wouldn't want to know. All right. To me, that's still pretty soon. Um, let's see. Uh, Dave, I recently read a novel called The Measure that has a premise similar to your scenario. Everyone in the world receives a package with a string the length of which indicates how long they will live. The questions raised in the book are very interesting. Thank you for the good show today. So that book is called The Measure. That sounds interesting. I'd, I'd like to take a look at that one. Um, Paul in Coon Rapids says, no, I would not want to know when I was going to die. That would be just too depressing. Uh, here's one that says, yes, I'd love to know the date and time of my death. Then I'd know I could survive anything else that came my way until then. And that was a line from Tim Burton's movie Big Fish. If you like Big Fish, you should watch. Uh, there was another movie that came out at the same time. Haley Joel Osment and Michael Caine and Robert Duvall were in it. And uh, Secondhand Lions was the name of that. It wasn't as fantastical. I've seen it. Right? It wasn't. Yeah. It didn't have the same Tim Burton allure. And I actually like Secondhand Lions better than I like uh, Big Fish. Yeah. Uh, but that's another one that's that's great. Another uh, uh, listener says, yes, I'd love to know the date and time of my death. Then I'd know uh, who I should make up with and who I should finally cut ties with. Isn't it sad that we'd wait till that point, that knowledge, to to figure out who we should and shouldn't have in our lives? Yeah. That's I mean, pretty sad and telling. That's a trial by fire thing with yeah. anybody, though. That's, that's kind of, I guess, the – I'm not going to say the fun of it, but that's that's part of the process of – you know, well, living is being able to try and know when to cut cut those yeah. ties. I recommend make make ties uh, that bind now. If you've got people in your life that don't serve you, and I don't mean that like serve you in the sense of of take care of you, but that they have ulterior motives, are destructive, or have destructive patterns that take away from your own life. Yeah, it's time to kind of start cutting those out and start enjoying the f- fullness of your life. Grasp it, live it, be in that moment because time is fleeting. And time means something. So make amends now. Maybe that should be the New Year's resolution you should make. Make amends now with those that you should. Make your apologies now, not just to them, but to yourself for the things that you've harbored and the anger you've had, and let that stuff go. And then maybe you don't have to worry about when you're going to die. You'll never have to worry about will I have enough time if you make time right now to be good to the people in your life. We'll take a quick break. Adam and Jordana have the day off. Filling in, I'm Dave Schrader. You're tuned in to News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, settled. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Down, people. I'm being told don't quit my day job. Apparently they don't like my musical rejoinders to the show. How dare they? Do they not know that I am gold telly award-winning international TV sensation Dave Schrader? A, they better know. It's a big title. doesn't fit it's on my long, business yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, listen. Everybody loves a treasure hunt, right? If we could find treasure, things that we invest very little into that turns into something pretty Massive and amazing. That's like the American dream, right? Very little effort, very little cost put into big turnaround and profits. Check out this awesome news story. And this this resonates with me, and I'll explain why in a minute. A vase that was recently bought for $3.99 from a Virginia thrift store just sold for a whopping $100,000. Jessica Vincent fondly remembers embarking on frequent thrifting trips at secondhand stores, yard sales, flea markets with her mother as a child. It's a habit she retained into adulthood and one that on Wednesday turned into a six-figure windfall for the Richmond, Virginia native and the art and design auction house right when a glass vase that she purchased for just $3.99 sold for $107 thousand dollars i wonder if it was if it had been priced at 9.99 would she have still bought it is it one of those kind of uh i'd buy that vase for four bucks but i'm not going 10 <laughs> and then she bought it and just happened to have lucked into this or she had some knowledge there are those people out there yeah oh i know yeah i know vincent told cnn she and her partner were regular shoppers at the goodwill store in question probably two or three times a week she said adding that thrifting was just a fun funny thing to do or a different thing to do on the way home to decompress. Well, on the day of her lucrative purchase in June, Vincent noticed the vase immediately. People tell me I have a good eye, she said in a phone interview. You can put me in an aisle with a whole bunch of dollar store stuff, and I can pick out the one item with a little bit of value. I feel like I've trained myself. I've watched a lot of Antiques Roadshow. Well, that's what makes you an expert in things, you know, TV. I've been watching MASH for 40 years. I feel like I I could really Jump do right in. open yeah. heart surgery on you should you need it right now. I have a ballpoint pen and a rusty uh, bottle cap to open you up with, and I'll just let you bite on this uh, ceramic mug whilst I do the uh, surgery. Because I've watched a lot of shows on medical procedures. I've, I've seen a lot of plane shows, but according to the text line, I can't fly a plane either. Or yeah, land I land a plane. I don't. I, yeah. I will never be in a plane with you if you yeah. want to land in trees. Yeah, might get shredded. Yeah. Uh, she says crucially, Vincent said she recognized markings on the vase. Base indicating that it was made in Italy from high-end Murano glass. But one word remained a mystery to her. So once she got home, she shared photos of the piece and its insignia in a glassware Facebook group. 
Fellow members and those in separate groups dedicated to Murano Glass soon identified the missing word as Venini, as in the famed Italian glassworks company. They were like, yeah, that's really cool, Vincent recalled. Some people were throwing out different makers and designers until one person was like, oh, that's Carlo Scarpa. Very top shelf, very collector's dream. And it transpired that the vase is from the Penalta series from Scarpa, an architect who also dabbled in glassware and furnishings designed for Vanini in 1942 during his tenure as the company's creative director. So this this thing turns into a $107,000 find. Now, that doesn't happen often. A few years ago, you might remember hearing that somebody found a bust mm-hmm. in one of the stores that turned out to be an original Roman statue head bust yeah. and was worth, I think, like a quarter million dollars. That's insane. Now, I've never been that lucky, but I love thrifting. It's yes. something I do with my kids. I've gone out with my wife, friends. We go out antiquing and thrifting just looking for cool yeah. stuff. And I've got a pretty good eye on. So I, one day I'm, I'm at the old G-Dub, as I like to call it. Sounds a little higher class, right? Yeah. Uh, I was at the Goodwill, and I saw a Titanic board game from 1967. And it looked like it was in good shape. Titanic is a popular thing anyway. I open it up. It's still sealed. Everything is sealed in plastic, all the original packaging, everything. So this person literally got this board game 50 years ago, put it in their closet, never opened it. Dropped it off at Goodwill. I spent $2.99 for it. Threw it on the old eBay. What do you think I fetched for that $2.99 purchase? About $50? Wow. that, Right? So that was I never know. I never know what, like, I feel like I have a lot of stuff personally at my place that Mm -hmm. I could probably put online, and it would, like, throw me off how much it probably is worth. Right. I just don't know where, like, somebody point the finger where to. Well, first of all, just go to eBay. Well. All you have to do is look up your item. You can actually even use your phone, will, take will a picture. Will they give you an estimate on, like, what it's worth? Well, what you can do is, you, like, you take a picture of it, right? Okay. And it'll look for like and see if it finds the same ones. And you can, in the little scroll bar, you can click and you can choose completed and sold items. Got it. And it'll show you the ones that have sold and it'll tell you what they've sold for. Okay. So that you can get a good sense. handle on that. Yeah. Uh, one of my all-time favorite finds so far is I love going through books, and I, I love books. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, and I started grabbing books at random, and I found an autographed copy of Michael J. Fox's autobiography. Yeah. Uh, I found a Bruce Campbell autographed book. I found uh, Amy Poehler's autographed book. I found a bunch of books, and they've got the actual autograph seal on them, so you mm-hmm. know that these are legitimate autographs. And then one day I'm in there, and I see this book on the shelf, and I'm like, huh, what would be the odds? And I'd never seen the book on the shelves before. So I reach up, and it's Mission to Mars, mm. right? And it's by uh, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Is it Buzz Aldrin or John Glenn? Buzz Aldrin. Yes. And I yeah. open it up, and it's signed by Buzz Aldrin That's with a little certificate. And then I'm like, this is great. I bought it for a buck ninety nine for a hardback. I get it home. I'm excitedly showing it off to a friend of mine on FaceTime. And as I'm holding it up, an envelope slips out of the back. Wow. I didn't think to look in the back. Yeah. And in the back, there's an envelope. The envelope is signed by John Glenn, and it is from the first day of of postage of this like uh, Apollo stamp that yeah. was on there. So for a buck ninety nine, I got Buzz Aldrin and John Glenn's autograph. That's a pretty good find. It's to a me. Steal, yeah. That and is I the definition of a steal. Went in and I saw a little bust. Literally, it's maybe a three three and a half inch tall bust mm-hmm. of Harry Houdini. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I love Houdini. I love that. I'll pick it up. It was three bucks, four bucks. 
I take it home. It's got a weird stamp on the side. So I start looking up the stamp. Turns out that they only made like 250 of these, and it was uh, created by the guy that crafted the bust that appeared on Harry Houdini's grave, which was stolen multiple times. They only made 250 of these, so like three, four bucks. This was a $250 bust I found. Mm. So cool little finds like that as I'm going through. Um, I found a uh, Spurs jersey autographed by um, a Spurs player because I'm not a big basketball player. Uh, Tony Parker. Tony Parker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, So I found things like that, and I love vinyl, right? I'm in there flipping through vinyl one day, and they're usually pretty crappy quality vinyl junk. There's one with a white cover, no design on it no mm-hmm. nothing nothing embossed i reach and i pull out the slip and there's a white slip inside and i pull out the record the record's crisp clean it almost looks like it's been sonically cleaned flawless but the label is white and i'm like it's 99 cents of course i'm gonna buy it right yeah and the one behind it is uh, it says jingles. So I buy that one too. That turns out to be like old hot dog jingles that they used to play on radio. The other one turns out to be uh, an ELO album that was a test pressing. The test pressings are like the first five copies that they test press, and they usually give those to the artists and the producer. So that means I have one of the artists or producers test pressings of an ELO album. I, I checked it out online. Came out to be probably about a $350 album. Mm-hmm. And then my other find that I really love, see this beautiful black and white portrait of JFK and RFK, kind of this soft blur, and they're standing in the, the uh, Oval Office looking out the window together. Mm-hmm. And I bought it for four or five, five bucks, something like that. Take it home. I remove the price sticker, and there's a stamp. And I look up the name of the stamp on the back, and it's the artist's proof. It's an artist stamp, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. Turns out this guy was the official family photographer for the Kennedys during the White House years. All of his negatives and photographs have been destroyed in the 9-11 uh, attacks on the World Trade Centers. His photographs and negatives were in a, a safety deposit box and destroyed. So one of those pictures that I just bought for four or five bucks yeah. just sold for $1,500 in auction. That's crazy. So there are great finds out there, yes. and that's exciting. So if you're looking for something to do, you're a little bored, and you're not looking to spend a lot of money, but you're looking store. for fun stuff, go check out the thrift yes. stores. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got more to discuss. I'm Dave Schrader filling in for Jordana and Adam here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Filling in for Adam and Jordana, I'm Dave Schrader. Thank you for spending some time here with me. Uh, We were just talking about these uh, Goodwill and thrift store finds. Uh, John from Egan says that he purchased a collection of baseball cards. Mixed in the collection of baseball cards was a rare Wayne Gretzky rookie card. Mm. Yeah. Not a bad find. That's, Five that, bucks that, for a stack of cards and finding a Gretzky rookie card? I have a ton of sports cards, specifically baseball cards, and I have been meaning to take them somewhere, and if anybody has a place, feel free to text in or eBay too, <laughs> like you said, because uh, I have a lot, and I I almost can guarantee because of how much I have, there's something of significance that I have in my collection that I've had for years. You know what I bought uh, probably 25 years ago? I was at uh, one of those, like, flea market antique things that were taking place at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Mm -hmm. And this guy had a box of uh, old pictures. And there were some old glass slides in there. (laughs) I go in. I'm looking through. I see a bunch of cool stuff. The guy goes, hey, you can have the whole box for five bucks. 
Mm-mm. I'm like, all right. So then I don't have to search through it. I know I'm going to find a couple of cool things in there, and I figured I could dump the rest on eBay, right? Yeah. So I go in. I'm flipping through it. When I get home, there's one that's wrapped in tissue. I unsheathe it, and it's Abraham freaking Lincoln. That's crazy. Now, I didn't know what I had at the time, a glass slide of Abraham Lincoln. I sold it on eBay for 250 bucks, and that was – well, it was shortly after eBay really picked up and took mm-hmm. off. So I had that in my collection for all that time and ended up being able to sell it for considerably more than I paid for the deal. I probably could have gotten even more on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the fact that you can stumble on these different finds. However, there is a lot of misleading information out there. There are um, uh, sources that will tell you, oh, these movies are worth this amount of money, right? And you should go out and do this, that, the other and it doesn't turn out to be real. Like you, you see the Black Diamond uh, VHS tapes for yeah. Disney at, at Goodwills and Salvation Armies and thrift stores all the time. And they'll try to convince you uh, online that they're worth thousands of dollars. And you could, again, simple look on places like Mercari or eBay will tell you that they're selling for buck ninety nine, two bucks a piece. Hmm. So you've got the phone with you. You've got the resource. Check it out. That's a great way to actually kind of, you know, dip your feet in the water, keep an eye on this and see what's going on. But my my tip to you, if you're looking to start finding cool collectible things, look look at the bottoms. Uh, Goodwill can be tricky because sometimes they put their sticker right on the like maker's mark, yeah. So you don't know it. Sometimes you just have to take the risk at a buck ninety nine to four bucks, take it home, peel it off, and see what you've got. But you can find some really cool pieces out there. And if there's anybody that's listening right now that has had that good fortune and good luck, you can hit me up at the WCCO Talk and Text Line six five one four six one nine two two six. Again, that's 651-461-9226. I'd love to hear from you on what your amazing find has been. Going through uh, garage sales, too, uh, sometimes I found I found a beautiful copy of um, a book by J.M. Barry, who was known for creating uh, uh, Peter Pan. Okay. I can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head, but it was like The White Dove or something. And I picked it up, and I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And it was the original printing of this book an old book and in relatively decent shape. That was another one that I took home, did some research, and sure enough, it's the first mention of Peter Pan. I think one of the characters in there is reading a book about Peter Pan. So this was kind of like his meta, you know, that's where Peter Pan began, and then he launched into an actual storyline about Peter Pan, but that was the first germination and the first mention of Peter Pan. And the book was worth, you know, I have 40 or 50 bucks in the condition I had it in. Yeah, condition is the key word there. That's one thing I've learned from things you do giveaways. Make sure that it's not banged up or dented or anything like that. Well, you know, there are people that are just going to want to read a book, so you don't have to worry too much For sure. about how that goes. Um, I love just going out there and having that gold mine field and, and finding things that you just, you don't know where they've come from, what the history is behind it. Uh, I have purchased jackets that I come home and uh, I start fishing through the pockets and I find a $50 bill. I find strange things. It's cool. It's You don't know, and it's right in your backyard. You're looking for something fun to do with you and the family, low impact, low cost. Go check it out. Do that. We'll take our break. Top of the hour is here, WCCO. I'm your host today, Dave Schrader, filling in for Adam and Jordana. We'll be back with more on News Talk 830 WCCO. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.